What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hello and welcome to the Good Girl Podcast. This is your host, Victoria, and I have my mom. Woohoo! Hey, everybody. It is so good to be here, and um, I just welcome all you amazing, um, good girls and good guys. We're so glad you tuned in today. I have so much to tell you. It's been a little bit since we've had an episode, I think possibly maybe a month and a half, but a lot has happened in the last couple months. With my mom, actually. We've done a whole lot together these last couple months. Um, (laughs) Things that I never even dreamed about doing. And I'm so excited to tell you all about it. I'm sorry that it's taken me this long to record a new episode. But you know what? I am so excited. This is going to be worth it. The wait is going to be worth it. And you're hanging on. And I'm just so, so honored to have you guys listening. So welcome. We have been to Egypt. Egypt, Germany, Amsterdam. Austria. Ah, oh, amazing. Yeah. I was in Rome alone. Yeah. It, it's been a crazy couple months. It's the beginning of March. We went to Egypt in January mm-hmm. after my 30th birthday, which I want to talk about here in a bit. But first, I want to tell you guys just about our trip. And all the things that we experienced, we won't talk about that the entire episode, but I do want us to touch on it and just talk about all the amazing things that happened, all that God did, and um, a lot of people have never been to Egypt, so I think it'd be cool to talk about it. So, take it away, Mom. There's a lot of people there. We were in Cairo, Uh and we stayed in, I believe it's called, pronounced Giza? Is it Giza? where the Great Pyramids are. Actually, we could walk out of our hotel, look across the highway, and we could see the Great Pyramids. So that was pretty amazing, I have to say, to wake up to that and then just to even realize I'm in Egypt. I am literally... It was mind-blowing. Around the world. um, Something I never thought I would do, and especially I got to share it with my daughter, which was really, really amazing. So... Yeah, one of the most significant things that stands out to me about Egypt is we have a really negative um, perception about the Muslim people and the nations that are predominantly Muslim. And um, we were treated with the most amazing love, with the this incredible respect 
they prayed for us, they hosted us, they fed us, they drove us, they protected us with their lives. They yeah, were just they were, amazing. Seriously, they were willing to give up their lives for us. Right, they were. The family that hosted us were beat up mm-hmm. um, before their son was killed in past years. Um, their house was caught on fire while we were there. They for helping had us, our missionary. Yeah, that we they had us with. over to mm-hmm. their house for dinner, and that night... Um, they caught their house on fire just Well, the for police came us. first while we were there. The police came first and wanted them to make everyone leave because they had too many people in their house. So all of you Americans and all of the other people that are living in nations that are free and you get to do whatever you want, first of all, I want you just to stop everything and say thank you. Thank you, God, that you picked this nation for me to live in where I can have as many people over at my house as I want. If I want to have 500 people, 5,000 people, or two people, I get to do that. That's amazing. That is amazing. And, and oh, and just let me say, they didn't, the, the cops did not come because we were making noise. We were having a dinner. We were making zero noise. It was because of who we were. We were with the missionary that has been going to Egypt for over 40 years, Dr. Ron Charles, amazing man of God. Um, so anyway, Simply, that's the they whole just, reason. They just wanted to shut it down. So yeah, yeah uh, that's something that I really, my eyes were open to how blessed we are in this country. So many rules and honestly, they can just kind of make up rules as they go mm-hmm. and shut things down if they want, shut you down, put you in prison if they want. Um, so, so that was pretty, just wow, mind blowing. Um, we visited the garbage city. We saw uh, where the persecuted Christians have been living. Um, we had president's guards. So I'm just trying to hit like some cool things here. Oh yeah, um, let, let me just let me just say about that. Doctor Ron has been going for so long as a mostly a humanitarian and taking vitamins. Um, and water, water, rice and beans for the widows. Um, he go, he's been going into the garbage city for over 30 years, so he's got a really good reputation with the government officials there. And the president of Egypt sent one of his personal guards every single day. He was with us every minute from the time we woke up to the time they put us in our hotel rooms. Never left us, even when we went on camels out to the <laughs> Great Pyramid. And he, yeah, he, he was there. He was on a white horse. He even became my personal photographer. Yes, and took pictures. <laughs> he was such an amazing man. Sometimes there were three guards, four guards, five guards. Depending on what we were doing, if we were going to a church service, then we had four or five guards with uh, police escorts all around our bus. So it was, it was amazing. We ministered in quite a few churches. We went to some orphanages, um, some mental hospitals. Mm-hmm. One of the most amazing things is Tori preached um, as the as the first female that we know of. This is what the pastor was telling us in maybe as many as a couple thousand years that was allowed to preach legally. Legally. So that was really cool. This new president, we really need to pray for him. He's doing some groundbreaking changes for Egypt and 
um, really making things a lot easier for the Christians. So we need to pray safety and protection over him. Yeah, for the first time in a very long time, we're talking hundreds, thousands of years, the Christians are free. Mm-hmm. Not completely 100% free. But they can worship. But it's the beginning of freedom for them. So, yeah, and I got I got to speak. I was a little scared. I went to Dr. Ron before... Um, I went up to the stage. I said, is there just anything I need to know? Is there anything I need to be cautious of? He's like, oh, yeah, the government's here. They're watching you. Just make sure you don't do an altar call for people to receive Jesus or we'll get thrown into prison. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, my gosh. When were you going to tell when me this? When were you going to tell me this? So um, <laughs> I was a little afraid, um, but also completely not afraid. I don't know. It was fine. It was wonderful. And uh, we're so excited to take Crave there in September, October, and just be a part of what God is doing in the Middle East. Then we went to Germany. It's gorgeous. It is We gorgeous. saw some of the most famous oh castles God. in the world. Towns like Walt Disney. Women like giants. <laughs> it was amazing. Mm, it was good. Food and dumplings and meats and goodness it was great and clean i'm a neat freak Very oh clean. my god germany's so clean we went to a uh, refugee church iranian refugee church iranians who had fled their country um mm-hmm. fled muslim brotherhood that was amazing and that was incredible the stories that we heard the worship leader half of her body was burnt um when she accepted jesus her husband in Iran caught her on fire, and she actually escaped and did not receive medical treatment until she arrived in Germany. Oof. And how many miles did they say that they walked? I don't know. I forget. A lot. A lot. And then they, they hundreds, did crazy hundreds, things. Hundreds. They hid underneath trucks and held on to bars and to get out. I mean, it was just incre- amazing. Yeah, it it was, was beyond. It Our, wakes you up. You actually, come back to the U.S., and people won't even go to church because it's raining and makes you want to punch somebody in the face. Don't get her started. Don't get her started. She gets so out of hand. Oh, it makes me mad. We have to <laughs> beg people to get to church. We got to do movie series. We got to say, oh, we're serving bacon this Sunday. Donuts, free donuts. Well, as an American pastor, um... We have to do whatever we have to do to take care of our flock. It's pathetic. So so for all of you that are listening, keep going to church on Sunday. Be thankful for your church, for your pastor, for your freedom, for your president, for your school, for everything that you have. Um, because we are very blessed. I don't care what your views are. We're blessed. Period. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> all right. I guess you guys are used to her, like, crazy, radical personality. They're used to me. All right. All right, then I won't worry about him. <laughs> oh, man, it's been 10 minutes. Um, now I want to get into the juicier stuff. So I turned 30. Let's let's switch gears here and let's talk about sex. Now I have your attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not, actually not. But um, it did work, didn't it? So I turned 30, and... In one sense, it was fine. Hey, I made you the most fabulous chocolate cake you had ever seen. It was lovely. I walked up 
the steps and to this beautiful cake and balloons and beautiful spread of food. It, it was a lovely birthday. And I had my girls over and then we, we li- listened to the Nashville Symphony for me and Josh's birthday. And it was great. But then once the birthday's over, it's like, oh my da, gosh. Da, da, da. It set in. She's 30. I'm 30 years old. And I don't know if you're like me. But as a little girl, and I think most women are this way, probably more women than men, but we have this plan set in our head of how it's going to go. You know, when we're 10 years old, I'm getting married at 18. By 20, I'm going to have two kids. You know, I don't know if I ever said 18. I think Rebecca did, but um, my, my goal was 25. By 25... I was going to be married by 30. I I would have already had all my kids. That was the plan. Well, that wasn't God's plan. But for me and my personality, it is really hard for me to surrender my my plans. And I feel like throughout my life I'm continuing continually consistently over and over having to change my plans. Um and surrender my plans. Surrender my fears. Because God wants rid of all that junk. So, I'm 30. I didn't think it was going to bother me. My friend Leah, she turned 31st. She told me it was fine. It was dandy. (laughs) Everything was good. She felt more empowered. People took her more seriously. Because she was an adult, officially. So, I was like, this is going to be good. And uh, that it wasn't the same for me. I got pretty depressed. Um... Yeah, I got pretty depressed because I started thinking, oh, dear God, in three months, I'll I'll be, you know, a third of the way to 31. (laughs) And in six months, I'll be halfway to 31. And then I'm going to be 31. And then I'm still going to be single. I'm still not going to have children. And my time clock is ticking. And I know that I've gotten messages from you guys, 27, 28, 29 years old, and you're freaking out as well. I understand. I started freaking out at 25. I'm still freaking out, and I'm still single. Um, But I also want to share with you what God is doing, and um, I wanted Mom to kind of share as well. Because she has a lot of wisdom. She's a lot older than me. <laughs> so, a lot. So she she knows a lot more than me. Um, but I do want you to know that, yeah, I have been freaking out. Um, I get down. I don't stay down. I'm not the type that stays down. But I will have moods. Bad moods. Where I just get scared. I get scared. And certain <laughs> things can trigger those emotions and it flares up. Yeah. 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 At night. It happens at night. When of course it does. When you're laying in bed and you're thinking, Lord, how much longer am I going to have to lay in this bed alone? Um, but let me just interject something. That's all completely normal. So for all of you hyper Christians out there that are saying, oh, she needs to get more of Jesus. All right. Let me just rebuke you openly. Oh. Because that's how God made us. He made us to share this life with somebody. Matter of fact, I'm going to prove it to you. Because 
I get really tired of you guys using one scripture on these single young people where Paul said in 1 Corinthians 7, I wish that all of you were as I, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. Now to the unmarried and to the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. Well, yeah, because you could you could literally um, give all of your time and energy to the things of God and to his ministry, and you wouldn't have to worry about a mate and children. Yeah, that would be wonderful. But let me tell you how you were made by God, okay? This is how God made you. In Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. Freak! I will make a helper suitable for him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, that's um, me. I'm suitable. Single women, single men feel ashamed. The older they get, I don't think men battle this um, as much as women do because God gave us this. Um, uh, this also, we're not only made to be with somebody, but He also put in a woman um, this nurturing ability to take care of children. God did this. Now, the reason there's so many dysfunctional people in this world, and we're seeing even it it bleed over into the church, is because you keep trying to change the way God's nature is. The way it's okay, and the way we're made, we are made by Him to be with somebody. So it's really the way you're made, girls. You're supposed to want a man, man. Of course, man. You're supposed to want a woman. Because that's how God created you. So Paul is saying, yeah, I wish you could all be like me. I wish that you could completely 100% just focus on Jesus and the kingdom of God and not anything else. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, So he's saying, yeah, I wish you could. I wish we all could. Sure. But God is also saying it's not good for man to be alone. And he made us. To be with somebody. And I, I just want to interject this one other thing. When you're trying to change how God made you, your nature, it's like tomorrow you decide, okay, I'm not going to eat food anymore. And I'm going to start grazing in the field and eating grass. <laughs> Cows survive. Well, God made you to eat food. Just like he made you to want A mate. So quit trying to change how God made you or you're going to end up really dysfunctional. Um, You might get so far messed up that you lose your identity. Start, Start loving. If you're a woman tonight, start loving who you are as a woman, all of your womanly Um, features that you have, all of the things that make us unique and make us different than a man. Quit trying to be like a man. And all of you men, embrace who you are. But but I want to go back to the girls because I'm a girl. I really want to encourage you guys um, to get... Don't take away the role of the man either. To get to know your identity because you are incredible. You're amazing and you are highly gifted of God. He wants to use you um, prophetically in the ministry. He wants you to use all your gifts, your talents, all of those things. 
Um, but because there's a balance here, uh, because we can't be completely consumed with wanting someone to where we look like desperate little thirsty hoes. No. Hey, remember in Acts when Paul, (laughs) listen to this. Paul said he wanted to tell us this. For some odd reason, he put this in the Bible. It's a seven-word sentence in Acts 21.9 that, is it Philip? Had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. So all you unmarried girls... God still wants to use you. He yeah. wants to He wants to make you incredibly gifted. Um, you're supposed to be finding out what all those gifts are. You're supposed to be bettering yourself. You're supposed to be preparing to be a homemaker, to Get be a mother. Get in the gym. Learn how to cook. Learn how to do your laundry. Make your bed every day. Yeah, those are all good things. But quit... More than that. So we're so we're not saying just stay depressed and in your bedroom, you know, and you're just praying to God that someone's going to poof, Prince Charming's going to knock on your back door and appear in your backyard because that's not going to happen. No, and, so you, and if you don't if you're not if you're not full of a lot of good values and a lot of um a lot of qualities that are are going to be really interesting to be with, He's going to get super bored, and you will too, because you haven't been getting yourself ready. You're not, you're not, you haven't applied yourself. You've just been sitting around waiting. Yeah, ready men are looking for ready women. Absolutely. So get out there, get smarter, work on your character the most. And the only way you can do that is in God, because God's the only one that can change your fleshly, um, sinful nature into righteousness and holiness, and start working on those characteristics that are really going to matter in a relationship, like honesty, trust, um, long-suffering, um, kindness. Start working on all those things. because. <laughs> so mom told me to get some dating apps. Because <laughs> she wanted me to go on some dates. Well, you know, you gotta, you got to work this thing, too. Yeah, so I, I have... Spent all of my 20s, oh God, almost all of my 20s, uh, I went to Bible college. For three years. I was a worship leader, and then I came home, started doing ministry, started doing Crave, and then I moved to Minnesota where I did more ministry, and I moved back home to do C-Nights, which is our weekly Crave ministry, help with my parents' church, and now Crave travels the world. And we throw parties all over the world. You've been super busy in your 20s. So I have not given a whole lot of time to my dating world. There was a time, there was a couple of years where I was secretly dating a really bad dude, which I still need to do an episode about that. Um, oh, I want to be present when that episode <laughs> And I have, you know, I had some guys, but I wasn't, I wasn't seriously um, putting effort and time. So, you know, it's on me as well. So I, I turned 30. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get some dating apps. By the way, I'm not against dating apps at all. Especially when you put in your bio, I'm a Christian, don't give me any bull crap. I'm not going to go home and sleep with you on the first date. Even the 15th date, you're going to have to put a ring on it. You're not going to get any creeps if you put that on your bio. But anyways, um, I'm actually all for them. And um, I've never been more for them than I am now. 
Because I can see how it can work. Hey, we're living in a... Like, before I was really skeptical. We're living in a social media world. I kind of made fun of people that used them, honestly, but that was really bad of me. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the kind of world that we live in, people that are busy, they're traveling, um, they're working hard, you kind of, you need that little extra help to meet new people, different kinds of people. So, yeah. And I'll just tell you one reason why I told her. You ought to just try some dating apps is because <laughs> I am really turned off with the Christian dudes that she's been meeting inside the church. I'll just tell you the truth. Oh, Lord. Um, where are the leaders? Where are the these these giants of you're, faith? Let's make I'm this, telling you. Let's be clear, though. You're not encouraging me to date a non-Christian. Oh, no. Not at all. No. And No. Oh, don't even get me started. You do not get unequally yoked. There's no way so that she's light not and darkness. That. She just wanted me to um, just meet more more people than I've been meeting. It, it's hard to meet uh, men that are one not intimidated by the large ministry that you have, and they're like, "Oh, well, I only have this. I only have that." You know, uh, and and two. In the church, and I know you, I know you are amen in this right now. Men are so scared to simply take you out, take you on a date. Because, yeah, what is up with well, that? Well, for one, I am so turned off. Maybe because the women are going to want to marry you and they fall in love on the first date because they're all thirsty. As well, girls, get ever. over that. So stop doing that. But, uh, and that, you know, God told me you're my husband's stuff. That the men have to deal with. Hey, let me just encourage you in this. Which we have to deal with that too. Quit trying to hurry it up. You're married for a long time. (laughs) We're screaming at this. Listen, you wake up to the same face for 30... I've been married 36 years. I've been waking up to that same face for 36 years. Think about how long that is. Quit trying to be in such a hurry. Do not scare these guys off on the first date by... (laughs) By talking about how many kids you want, what kind of wedding you want. Shut up and get Honestly, to know though, them. Honestly, these dates I've been going on, they're asking all those questions. These dudes okay, are, these slow dudes the are roll pretty then, serious. Misters. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, but... Uh, what is yeah, wrong with people? Okay, the, there needs the to be a podcast on how to date. The experience I've had with men in the church thus far... Now, I'm trying... I'm hoping that no one is offended by this. I have not... I mean, seriously, I'm 30 years old, and I haven't come across an on-fire-for-God man. I will when I meet my husband, but I haven't yet that does this dating thing normal. They're either scared, they take forever. I'm thinking about one of my friends right now. It's confusing. You know, like, you think something's happening, it's not... Uh, because everybody's just so scared because you're all Christians and you're like, is it the one? Is it the one? Yeah. And why, why have you guys put so much pressure on that? Like, oh, just but, go on a date. Hey, I just thought of something. I want to be sure and be Eat sure and pasta. tell these people. Listen, I, I got something super important. Um, just to help you guys out, because I'll tell you one reason why you guys aren't getting married and you're not wanting to date that much is because you're looking for the perfect person. Ain't going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen. But let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what's really important after you get married. 
It's not what's important before. Like the things that you're turned on at first before you know them, of course, you got to be sexually attracted to them and they've got to look good to your eye because that's mm-hmm. the first thing you see. Please, Lord, I've been waiting this long. But, oh God. But, but what really matters <laughs> is their character. You've got to know their character. Like, like, are they organized? Are they going to... Yeah, so you got to go on a date to find that stuff out. Well, true, but... you got to hang out. you, you got to be willing to go on dates with all kinds of people, not just the perfect ones that, that, that make your list of... True, true, Like, they true. got muscles, and they're this, they're this color, and they got this kind of hair, and this kind... Get rid of your list. The nerd will treat you better, probably, than the sexy guy that <laughs> thinks he's all that. The nerd will remember when it's Valentine's Day or he'll bring you lots. Okay. You know what? You know, what's going to be really amazing Go on dates. is when they plan an entire year to surprise you or they plan for six months to do something out of the ordinary for you. That's what matters because you don't even really see their looks after so long. It's like when you buy a new car after of looks. Listen, after about six months, how much does that how much does that car do for you? You just get in it and drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just joking. This is why for I'm for real. No, um, God gave me a little gift, guys. I've been crushing on this football player for like ten years. I hope he's not going to be listening to this. Uh, I hope he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. He DM'd me. I'll just leave it there. But that, that, anyways. Also, something else that I... All right, I'm going to go back to the kind of guys that you guys keep wanting. True, true. We're getting back to reality. I don't need to just go after those... Stop look overlooking the really good guys. Where are they at, though? All right. Do you know what I really wish? I wish that the old laws were still in effect that the the parents could pick the mates. That's what I wish. Show me a good guy. I'll date him. I would have had you married a long time ago. I actually have a date tomorrow. And you'd have been happy. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Go out on some dates. Dang it, I had something to say and I totally forgot because we're going back and forth way too much. I'm sorry. Um... Okay. Well, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. The nerds? Um, what oh, you're yeah. looking for? Okay. So, I'm turned 30. I'm getting a little depressed. I'm like, where in the world are all of the good men? Good men, where are you? Then I go to this Jesus conference, which was legit. Oh, I see all gosh. of these handsome it's men amazing. that love Jesus. I'm like, okay, they are out there. They're there. They're laying all over the floors. Everyone in there was laying all over the floor, weeping, crying, shaking under the power. They had to carry one guy. He was shaking from head to toe. <laughs> he was literally. They're out there. He was convulsing under the power of God for like an hour. And it's it's really kind of Come funny. Come on, man. That's what we want. It's kind of funny. Um, because, like, in the last, I don't know, five years or something, I'm like, where where are they? Where are they? And you think you find a good one, and then they're crap. Or, you know, where are they at? And it's like, all of a sudden, God is opening my eyes to all of the good men out there. They're out there. They're out there, ladies. Be encouraged. They are out there. Get in the gym. Clean your face. 
Are we finished? Because <laughs> I have a scripture I want to leave with him, of course. Go ahead. How can a young person stay on the track or on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart and do not let me stray from your commands. That's in Psalm 119, 9 through 10. And I just want to encourage you guys. I'm going to be real. I'm going to get serious. I've been goofing off a little bit. But um, when it all boils down to it, the most important thing in this whole entire world is is just getting in the word, getting to know who Jesus is, because when you get to know him, then you understand who you are. And that's the only way that you will ever be righteous. It's the only way you can ever stay on this path. It's super, super, super hard. This is not easy. Being a follower of Jesus is not for the wimps. You got to be a strong soldier. This is warfare. And you will not survive if you don't get in his word, if you don't have a prayer life, if you're not trying to crucify your flesh, which means your flesh has to die. All of your fleshly desires that that want to make you um, be angry all the time or depressed all the time or party all the time, and you're not really doing the things that really matter. Um, it takes a lot to kill this flesh, but that's the only thing that matters. The only thing. So... I just encourage you to love Jesus more, love each other more, quit looking for Mr. Perfect. Quit comparing um, your lives to other people's lives. Yeah. You're on your own path, your own journey. You are. And Jesus has incredible things for you. Quit comparing yourself. If you got to unfollow some people on Instagram, unfriend people on Facebook, if it bothers you that bad to look at their lives. And if you're coveting what they have, it's not, it's not as glorious as what they're making it out. Matter of fact... Everybody that makes their life look per- perfect on social media, I don't believe them. I do not believe them. So all these all these wives that are posting about how like amazing their husband is, the first thing I think is, oh, that poor woman. She, <laughs> I do. Dear Be- Lord. I do. Because she's trying to prove to all of us that she's happy. <laughs> and before I know it, I see that they're split up. Oh, man. Um, you know... D- just be thankful for where you are right now. Just be thankful. And uh, let's pray for them, and then we will go. I think maybe we need a we need a second episode of this. I think mm. we could keep going. But, oh, man, we love you guys so much, and you inspire us. And we're so proud of you for waiting, for even trying. Mm-hmm. If you're, you're messing up, it's okay. Just get back on, on the road. The journey. Get back on the road. Keep running towards what yeah, God has for you. Yeah, just don't ever give up. No matter how hard it is, don't ever give Do up. Do not give up. Like Mom said, the feelings you're having, they're natural. You're scared. Absolutely. You're scared? Me too. It's okay. It's okay. Jesus is with us. And Lord, I just pray that uh, during this season, whatever season we're in, maybe you're married and you're unhappy. Uh, maybe you're a newlywed and things are bound chicka bound wow good right now. <laughs> Maybe you're single, uh, wherever you're at right now. Uh, maybe you're confused about your sexuality and the devil's tormenting you. Wherever it is that you're at, 
guess what? God is with you. And he he sees you. And he hears you. And he has plans for you to prosper. So Jesus, I thank you for those plans. I thank you for those plans you have for us. And I believe that every single one of us are going to prosper. We're going to thrive. We're going to flourish in your perfect will. God, give us strength to wait. Open our eyes to what is actually important in life. And that is you. Forgive us for ever putting anything above you, God. We put you in your proper place. And that is at the top. That is number one. That is first, yes, Jesus. Jesus. And we love you. Yes. I just, I want to, I want to thank you, Tori, for letting me um, be on your podcast. You're welcome. And I just want to say that I'm incredibly proud of you. And I love it that you always um, encourage the people that feel like they don't have a voice or that they're they're not good enough or they don't fit in or they keep messing up and they're, I just love that you love them so much because I've been a pastor for 30, 30 years and I'm a minister on evangelistic field before that. That's all I've ever known. It's all I've ever done since I'm 17 years old. It's been in the ministry and sometimes you lose sight. Like all of us pastors that have been doing it for 20, 30 years, We can do it blindfolded. We can do it whether there's any anointing there. We're professional church people. But. I hate that. Yeah, it's terrible. And so you have to constantly work on that. You got to constantly crucify that and make sure that it stays real. So I just love that you and Josh are constantly pursuing to keep it real. You're constantly looking. Keep it real, baby. Keep it real. To show people that. No matter what kind of shape you're in, Jesus loves you. And that is the truth. That is the the truth. truth. That is the truth. And I love all of you wonderful young people. You're changing the world. You really are. Thank you, Mom, for being on my podcast. All right. Goodbye. We love you guys. Keep it good, good girls.